0: Two of Project Distinct, the podcast that shows you how to make your efforts stand out so you can move up. Discover what it takes to grow your business and yourself with best selling author and member of the Sales and Marketing Hall of Fame and the Professional Speakers Hall of Fame, Scott McCain.
1: Are you driving your customers crazy? I don't mean that in the good way. Are you driving them nuts simply because of some of the mistakes that you make that maybe not are even intentional? but nonetheless are driving your customers absolutely bonkers. We'll talk about five things that drive your customers crazy on today's Project Distinct, brought to you by the Ultimate Business Summit. It's your chance to get together three best-selling authors and Hall of Fame professional speakers. Larry Wingett, Randy Pennington, and me, you'll be here for a couple of days in Las Vegas in August at the Luxor Hotel on the Strip. We'll be answering your questions about business. It's unlike any business seminar out there. That's why over 90% of the folks who have signed up come back every year. Seats are limited. It will sell out. Go to ultimatebusinesssummit.com for more information. And when you sign up, just enter the coupon code SCOTT. It'll save you $100 on your registration. Just my first name, Scott, is the coupon code. Saves you $100 on registration to the Ultimate Business Summit. Well, someone I've never met but I follow on Twitter is a guy named Kent Sterling. Kent was a longtime sports radio personality in Indianapolis and a terrific follow for sports on Twitter. But he posted a picture of a McDonald's in my former hometown of Indianapolis yesterday. And under it, he, he talked about that he waited for over 15 minutes for a smoothie because the managers were standing all together in a circle in the store talking about, ready for this, how tired they were. In fact, they were so tired that none of them helped make the smoothie that he'd ordered. And obviously, with that kind of leadership from their managers, no employee is busting it to solve a customer's problem or fill a customer's order. And he waited over 15 minutes on a smoothie. That's ridiculous. And it's bad for McDonald's, and it's bad for business, and it's bad when you have someone influential tweeting about it. It's just ridiculous. Now, I don't think those managers said, hey, let's get together and talk and ignore a customer who's going to tell the world about what rotten service that we have at this particular McDonald's. I think they just did it they didn't realize they were driving a customer absolutely crazy. And that reminded me of a recent post on Forbes.com by Ray Taylor. He's the John A. Murphy Professor of Marketing at the Villanova School of Business. And he talked about the five customer service practices that drive consumers crazy. He says here, here are five bad customer service practices that are arguably more common today than they have been in the past which is something I find absolutely fascinating. We're spending billions, with a B, billions of dollars on customer service training and customer service education. I guess I should be glad because as long as there's bad customer service, people are going to keep buying my books and booking my speeches and listening to the podcast. But I hate it. We should be better at this, especially how much money we're investing into it. He says here, most seem to take advantage of customers leading busy lives and not have the time to demand customer service or to be intentive to obscure terms and conditions so here's the five that he says are driving customers nuts bad customer service practice one trying to upsell but not addressing the real customer service issue on a call or a chat when a customer has a request of a problem in other words what we've often done is to make the process of helping customers into discovering opportunities to upsell I've had it happen with television services out. i tell you the one you've, you've heard me talk about, DirecTV. I called a drop them and instead they tried to upsell me on additional services. I'd be happier if I just spent more money with them rather than to cancel the subscription that I got. As he says here, this thinking is short-term and not truly focused on what customers want and needs. He says, quote, good customer service should address the problem first. If the customer is receptive to a sales pitch later that's not a problem, their time should be respected, and the option of only having the original problem resolved should be provided. The bottom line here is put the customer's immediate need first. Absolutely true. Bad service practice number two, oiling the squeakiest wheels at the expense of those who don't complain. I've seen that happen. He says your stories about of companies offering customer retention deals in the face of someone threatening to quit. I, I saw a post of this on social media not long ago. He said, Why did you offer me a better deal? He's talking about his cellular provider. Why did you offer me a better deal when I called to quit after I've been your customer for 10 years? Why couldn't you have given me a better deal because I was a good customer, not because I was a customer threatening to quit? It drives your customers crazy. Practice number three, not fixing a valid problem as a result of either indifference or representatives not having the authority to take corrective action. This not fixing the problem or serving the customer as a result of indifference, I think is exactly what Kent Sterling's problem was. The managers cared more about telling each other how tired they were than they were of taking care of a customer. It says here in this blog post on forbes.com, most customers don't expect a company to be perfect. However, when a mistake happens, recovery is important. You've heard me talk about that on previous podcasts, the importance of sincerely apologizing for what went wrong, taking responsibility for it, fixing it, and helping the customer move on. Bad practice number 4, having rewards programs that are not transparent and or automatic. He says their customers should not be made to spend excessive amounts of time figuring out what benefits are available or dealing with highly complex rules and restrictions, such as we see in some frequent flyer programs. These practices can be highly frustrating to customers. There's a couple of the restaurant reward programs that I've just given up on because they're too complex to figure out when you get a benefit. Therefore, not only do I not utilize the program, I'm not as frequent of a customer to those restaurants exactly the thing that they didn't want to have happen when they created a loyalty program. And bad practice number five, lack of transparency in pricing and or excessive fine print. He says there are many consumers who have experienced issues dealing with a telecommunications company, public utility, airline, or other entity when seeing an advertised price that turns out to be significantly lower than what the customer actually paid after a battery of additional charges oh gosh, well, I just checked out of a hotel and the bill was larger than I thought and they said, of course, that's because of the additional fees. The, the fees, the resort fee, the cleaning fee, the parking fee, the other fees that went so far above and beyond the price of the room that the quoted price of the room was really irrelevant when you're turning around spending that much money on additional collected fees. I'll look for more transparency the next place I stay. Ray Taylor says, To be a consumer-oriented organization today, marketers need to be aware that people lead busy lives, and the simple, transparent, and straightforward policies and prices are desirable. From the consumer side, it's important to avoid rewarding companies who engage in such practices. Absolutely true. As we mentioned here before, behavior-rewarded becomes behavior-repeated. When we reward those companies that have bad customer service by going back and buying more, well, what you tolerate is what you endorse. We've just endorsed their bad customer experience because we continue to tolerate it. I hope that Kent Sterling and the customers of that McDonald's have a better experience in the future wherever they determine they're going to share their patronage. And that's all for today for Project Distinct. This is Scott. Thanks for joining once again and for subscribing and sharing. I'm off to Australia tomorrow, and I'll be doing podcasts from there after we get to Sydney, going to Tasmania this time, and Adelaide as well. I'll tell you all about it tomorrow. Coming up on the next day is Project Distinct. Thanks for listening. Look forward to talking to you again tomorrow on the next edition of Project Distinct.
0: You've been listening to the podcast to help you create distinction so you can stand out and move up.